Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the franchise business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we caught up with past guest Damien Bowen, founder and director of Urban Clean, about Urban Clean's master franchisor opportunities. Damien enlightens us on the highlights of the opportunity, the possibilities, and the benefits of becoming a master franchisor with Urban Clean. Listen to find out more. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu and I'm joined by Alan Rogers on the Eden Exchange team. Hello everyone. Today we're joined by Damien Bohm, the MD of Urban Clean, a unique franchise opportunity in the commercial cleaning sector, which is rapidly growing across Australia. And Damien's going to talk a little bit about the company as well as a very unique master franchise opportunity on the market now. And it's, it's very unique how they position their organisation differently in the commercial cleaning sector. So it's a privilege to have you on today, Damien. Oh, thanks very much, Raghu. Thanks, Ellen. It's great to catch up with the two of you again. Now, firstly, look, we can delve into the, the specifics of the business. Can you tell us a little bit again about you know, your story, what Urban Clean is and how it fits in with the Australian market? Yeah, sure. So I kind of fell into commercial cleaning almost by accident and uh, fell in love with the industry and realised that there was just so much potential lying in the commercial cleaning industry, especially. And I had a look at what we were, what I was doing and I, and I realized, well, other people would want to have this kind of business. And so I was actually at one stage working during the day, cleaning offices at nighttime. And then I started understanding how to acquire more cleaning contracts. I started growing the business and other people I realized would want to have this kind of business. And then uh, I took it one step further again and thought, I've now created this opportunity for other people to buy into a, a, a business that they can be earning income during the day in their job or whatever they do during the day, and then be earning this additional income stream at nighttime and transition into a, a full-time income of $10,000 plus. Um, I've created this opportunity, it's very attractive and it's starting to work really well for me in terms of setting people up in their own business. So you've built this great business, Damien, and you know, you've been growing it and you're trying to bring more people on to share that yes. journey with you. Uh, and can you tell us how you're about doing that? Yeah, so we've been, we've been t- you know, obviously we've been getting a lot of traction lately. So we've got close to 100 uh, franchise partners now in the system and it's an attractive offer I mean we getting people started with a, an initial lot of business so that's commercial cleaning contracts which they can do in the evening during the day they're often working especially at the start uh, and this is an additional income stream they tra- get to transition from being an employee into becoming a business owner and understanding all aspects of the business and many of our franchisees then begin to transition from a part-time after-hours business into a uh, it's a full-time business with a bigger you know income stream that they've ever enjoyed before. Right. Okay. And okay, in that open clean business, you've got several tiers of um, of franchisees. So you've got the general franchisees, you've got the franchisors, but you've also got two other levels which is branch owners and master franchisors can you delve into what they are 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So a lot of people, when they think about master franchising, they're thinking, okay, I um, there's unit franchises that come into a system, we carve out a little bit of a territory, and the master franchise's job is to recruit franchisees, put them in that territory in a set geographic zone. So, you know, the models that come immediately to mind in the Australian market is, uh, say, the Jim's franchising model, which is similar to doing that. The Our branch model is a little bit different from that, meaning is actually a very, it's not just, uh, okay, recruiting, getting some inbound leads for some franchise inquiries and setting them up in a territory. It's a fully integrated part of the urban clean system. It's actually a critical uh, part of a unit franchise operating and getting set up in their business uh, successfully with with uh, cleaning contracts as well as how to keep those cleaning contracts engaged with their customers and the ongoing support. So, so that that kind of summarizes like what a branch is. A state level again, uh, we have one state master in Australia. That's uh, that's in Victoria. We don't know how whether we're going to have another one. I mean, we're always open to that. But the state master is probably a little bit more like that uh, uh, that model of okay, who setting up in territories our branches or our regional branches was what we call them. And inside that regional branch, there'll be multiple unit franchises who are operating within that sort of fixed exclusive territory for the regional branch. Uh, Damien, what is the difference between a franchisee and a franchisor at Urban Queen? Yeah, that's a great question. So the difference between the two of them is a unit franchise would be typically taking on the cleaning contracts, cleaning at night time within a set geographic region. They would share that region with other franchisees. Now, the reason they can do that is because there's just so much business out there. You can have one city block where over a million dollars of revenue is happening inside one block because uh, it's not uncommon for one building to be even just a one-level building to be five, six thousand dollars per month in monthly contract value. If you go to closer to the city and you're looking at high rises, then it, it can be half a million to a million dollars a year one building. So unit franchises will share the area they'll be doing the cleaning contracts or employing staff to service those cleaning contracts, and they'll start growing and expanding their business from that point on. The regional branch is different. So they have an exclusive territory and their role is to recruit the franchise. Part, very important part of our system is that we set up new franchisees with cleaning contracts. So when they come on board, they can either get set up with $2,500 or $5,000 per month of cleaning contracts. So the regional would go recruit that franchise set them up with that initial value of business so win that business for them they receive uh the, the an upfront fee as as it were for recruiting that franchise setting up that new business and then they earn an ongoing residual from the cleaning contract revenue to support those franchises in their business so, so it is a very scalable proposition for the right type of person uh, who can become a franchisor yeah, that's right. So we're, we're looking we're looking particularly for 
people who have had management experience from a corporate background or sales experience. On the other hand, the it's very attractive to people who have been in a typical kind of uh, bricks and mortar business, such as rest, uh, restaurant, restaurants, cafes, retail, and they realize, gosh, they don't want to be having these huge overheads, all these, I guess, staff headaches, large ongoing costs and set up uh, you know, refurbishments. All these things can be absolutely massive in retail and in uh, ho- hospitality. And they see this as a way that they can sort of break free from that and get some good, decent cash flow as well as time flexibility. So these are the kind of people who want to move into the business that are suited towards the business. What I'd say is there is a cap uh, to operating a standard form commercial cleaning business. So when you start a, a commercial cleaning business, when you're doing the cleaning yourself, you can be earning really good money. And uh, you can be earning anything from $40, $50 per hour and you, you do enough hours in a week and it's a great income. Then you, if you want to expand your business, you're going to have to bring on new staff and then you're going to have to bring on a sales team because what will happen when you get so many staff members is you're going to need to bring on a supervisor. It's impossible to do the work properly with staff without having a very tight grip on quality control and making sure you come and do some inspection at night time so that they're doing the job, doing the job right. That, of course, then brings on an added expense from the business. Then you need to win more cleaning contracts to get the same sort of money that you were earning when you were doing the cleaning yourself. And this is, it's almost impossible to catch up in this business model until you reach around about two or three million dollars in revenue. So you've got this dead zone with a typical commercial cleaning business where you can make money up to about $300,000 a year in annual revenue, and then you don't make any money between that and about two or $3 million in annual revenue. So this is a dead zone where most cleaning companies go out to die. There's just, because you can't make money here. So this opportunity, the regional opportunity, is a way that you can bypass that dead zone completely because you are actually receiving upfront funds to develop your business. It's very scalable because you've got, um, I guess, an automated or a scalable system of supporting those new business owners into the business where at a certain point they become independent and are actively growing their business. Okay, so you've already mentioned that the business has grown to over 100 franchisees at the moment. You're over 100 strong. That must mean there's a lot of opportunities for master franchisors in the business and more as it continues to grow. I would barely scratch the surface. Uh, some people uh, get a little bit shocked by the kind of numbers involved with commercial cleaning. Uh, we're actually a baby system. Like you think, oh gosh, 100 franchisees, that sounds like a lot. Commercial cleaning, it's nothing. I mean, there's, it, uh, there's a system over in New Zealand that has close to 750 franchisees in New Zealand. It's the same population of, of Sydney almost. So, uh, and, and, it's a, and it's a performing system. They're doing quite well. And so that just gives you an idea of, you know, saturation points in the market. We have six operating regionals right now. Um, Quite a few of them have got seven-figure 
revenues coming through their their regional branch, uh, and they've done that in a very short period of time, 12, uh, within 12, 18 months. They're, we have hardly started in some markets. I mean, we get inquiries in Western Australia, um, you know, maybe two franchise inquiries a day in Western Australia. We're not even actively marketing there. Uh, we're not... Uh, you know, we're not even set up there. So, yeah, there's there's so much room for us to grow um, and so much uh, potential for, you know, regionals to come in and, and, and experience that growth that we're having right now. They can be part of it. Yeah, that's great. And we can back that in terms of the, the amount of interest in, the, in your business and the concept that we're seeing is, is you know, it's obviously a, a huge marketplace to tap into. And what you mentioned the type of person that could become a, a you know, franchisor, but what um, what do they need to bring to the table? What's the cost, and what type of um, what should they expect once they come into your system? Yeah, so we really you don't need to have a strong sales background as such, and a lot of people think, oh gosh. If um, you're out there winning cleaning contracts, is a big part of what you'll be doing and recruiting franchises. So you, you might think from that, oh, gosh, you've got to really, really be good at sales. Not really. Uh, we, we've got very successful regionals who have almost no sales background at all. Uh, but having uh, a management experience or having experience owning a business in the past is really, really important. A big reason behind that is you are going to be a mentor and a coach to new business owners. So if you've had no experience in business before, you have no idea uh, about customers, you have no idea about uh, managing relationships and and uh, growing and developing businesses, then I would say, look, don't, don't come in and invest in a regional. Start with a, a unit franchise and learn those skills, learn about customer relationships, learn about business development, learn about you know, relationships in business, and then move into a regional branch. So it, is, it, does, it does cater more for someone who's from a professional background, who's a little bit more sophisticated, who's got some experience. For instance, we've got Elias Patros. He uh, comes from many years, a corporate background in senior management in ANZ. We have some branches who uh, have owned multiple businesses before, cafes, restaurants, Nando's, water cooler business. So th- even uh, someone started with a sizable commercial cleaning business turning over $700,000, um, and then transitioned into an urban clean branch. So that's kind of the person who we're looking for and where the, bi- the business has most appealed to is someone who realizes that They've had business experience in the past, but they've never really experienced leverage. They've never had scale. And the reason that sales is is not such a critical component to this is because just how we've designed the system. So it's uh, for unit franchises a no-brainer. I mean, you start with some commercial cleaning contracts and you're guided into taking control of your business. It's just a process and it's a very educational process that we walk a prospective franchise through during the recruitment process. It's actually more about deselection. So you're looking for certain criteria that you're for a prospective franchisee. And if they don't have it, you tell them, look, sorry, this is not really the right business for you. 
they still want to buy it, but you're telling them, no, you shouldn't be buying this. This is not the right uh, opportunity because we don't want subcontractors and cleaners in the franchise opportunity. We want business owners. And likewise, with commercial cleaning contracts, seven out of 10 people are dissatisfied with their current cleaning service. So if you present a powerful offer in front of a potential cleaning client, a good percentage of them come across. You just need to know how to approach that business and swing the bat, as it were. And that's something we've figured out that doesn't require you to be salesy, doesn't require you to have done you know, 10 years out in the field doing sales because it's very social the way that we approach that the, the, the sales process and it's based on principles of evolutionary psychology. The market itself you mentioned is, is growing, your system's there. You know, what are some trends in your sector um, that franchises need to be aware of and, and why do you think that's pushing towards this being a, a bigger opportunity now? It's not so much that the the market hasn't always been there. It's just been a very neglected market. And a lot of people don't pay attention to commercial cleaning in the way that they should. And there's not a lot of very good operators out there. Now, there are some great operators. Like, uh, by no means am I saying that we're the only ones who have got a great system. I know some, some of them are my friends and they've got great businesses But again, a lot of businesses that say in commercial cleaning, they do well when they reach around about half a million dollars. When they reach around about that half a million dollars, unless you've got a scalable, manageable business model, it's very difficult. And it's just financially impossible to grow at a certain stage. Now, there's a whole bunch of different shortcuts people take. And that in the end, tends to jeopardize the entire business. And that by that, I mean, you know, subcontracting, sham contracting, you know, you've got all those challenges of cash flow, managing staff, um, bringing on the supervisors. Uh, I, I told one of my friends, he, he grew a very, uh, very big business in, uh, in Sydney. And he was doing a lot of those big high rises where, you know, you, you could have a contract that's a million dollars or half a million dollars. And so he was doing tens of millions of dollars. And I asked him, how did you do it? Because the margins, you got to be paying payroll, right, before you get paid by a by your customers. So sometimes customers can be in that market, especially the big contracts, that can be 60 days. But your payroll is fortnightly and your biggest cost is payroll. So you can imagine how tight it can be when you're dealing with maybe margins of only you know, single digits. How do you make that work? And he told me the only reason I survived is because I mastered finance. And in fact, after I sold that business, I I started my own finance company because he got so good at juggling loans to make it work. So these are the typical barriers for a good cleaning company to start scaling. So what that means is you've got a market that's extremely fragmented and it opens up opportunities because we're talking about billions and billions yeah. and billions of dollars of revenue. Like, I think in Australia alone, it's estimated to be $7 billion in annual revenue for cleaning, commercial cleaning. So it opens up the market for a lot of, a lot of players. And the big guys, as it were, they're not going to touch smaller cleaning contracts. So you ISS facilities, uh, so spotless. Uh, if the contract is less than a million dollars a year, they won't touch it. It's not worth their time. 
their, their business models set up for big contracts. So all this, all the cream in the market, which is often your $20,000 a year cleaning contracts, your $50,000 a year cleaning contracts, that, they will never get a look in. They were not not even interested in those contracts. It's left to everybody else, and yet only few people can scale nationally because they've got the right business model. Uh, we just happen to be one of them who can take advantage of this huge untapped market where there's a lot of dissatisfied people in the marketplace. There's uh, seven out of, we've done surveys. Seven out of ten people are dissatisfied with their current cleaning service in our market. So uh, it, we know that... and we'd present them with a strong offer and we've got a good chance of, of getting their business. And then the systems have been designed that base about around designing the system around their needs, consistent delivery and relationships. And we know that then keeps and retains that business for as long as they're in business. You know, it does. But it does, it does show that you need to do a lot of due diligence before you decide to investigate, like invest in a franchise and become a part of a business simply just because it appears to be doing well doesn't mean it is so it's always good to do your due diligence first and it sounds like a lot of franchises are doing their due diligence with urban clean and, and it's also the case that there's no doubt that even just interacting with you know damien and the team there there's there's a lot of astute business thought and ownership that's gone into the creation of this company and the expansion of it so you'd be sort of guaranteed you're working with amongst the best in the market if you join urban clean I, and we we've found working with them has been um extremely professional as well and the system and, and we've learned a lot as well just in terms of the the coaching aspect you've brought to business i think that's extremely valuable to someone who wants to to grow un, under your leadership yeah, well, well i appreciate that thanks for all the kind words guys uh, i mean i've been very very fortunate yeah, I just I've been very, very fortunate and somewhat lucky to have the team that we ha- that I have around me. I mean, we've got um, someone such as Brad Sugars who's coming on board. He's part of our board. He owns a, a slice of Urban Clean, and uh, he's you know deca- decades of experience and being able to open up a thousand offices worldwide. And that kind of caliber of individual has come in helped us develop, design the systems. I've got Kirk Simpson, my general manager. I mean, in terms of, you know, understanding, you know, systems, developing models, dashboards, you name it. I mean, you're not going to get a a better person and even sales process. And we've got Bill Stack. And I've been very fortunate in the caliber individuals that that we've got as part of our team. Um, And that's a big part of the success is not just, it's, I came in with a dream and with a passion and I saw an opportunity, but it was being able to build that team. And now we've not just have that team, which is uh, sort of the corporate team, but it's um, the people we've attracted into the business, um, you know, in, individuals such as Paul Haycock, Elias Patros, uh, Merrin and Cameron, and, you know, and, and franchisee Joseph Callum. These guys are exceptional business owners, exceptional individuals and you know, and they're drawing in more and more capable uh, business owners because, you know, birds of a feather flock together. You know, you, know, you want to be with superstars. You don't, you know, if you want to, you can't be surrounded by turkeys if you want to fly like an eagle. So what type of investment is required to become a franchiser with Urban Queen? You're looking at a, a starting investment of about 120000 
So that gets you an exclusive region. Uh, you have a minimum population of about 150,000 people. Uh, you know that there's going to, there's going to be 15,000 businesses, but not all of those businesses, of course, you're going to be able to clean. So you're looking at from that about you know 40% of those 15,000 businesses can be cleaned. So you have about 6,000 businesses, offices, medical centres, gyms. Uh, we clean schools as well. And so you've got a potential of earning a couple hundred thousand dollars a year um, getting, you know, we're talking about, you know, just a small percentage, even if you're looking at uh, getting, you know, f- say 300 cleaning contracts out of that si- that's potential 6,000, give or take, whatever is in, in the region that you select. So in terms of returns, are your return of investment? Uh, when you recruit a franchise, uh, you're looking at earning anywhere between $10,000 to $22,000, depending you know, what franchise the franchisee comes in on. We've got a half entry and we've got a full entry. Uh, and then you're going get, to get an ongoing percentage of the cleaning contracts, but there's also potential for you to be making sales in uh, selling consumable products to the client base selling additional cleaning contracts to existing franchisees who may not have the time themselves to go out and win cleaning contracts. They're, you create your own market, as it were, of franchisees who are happy to continue to buy contracts if you don't have to get any new franchisees set up in their business. And so we have fran- um, regional branches who, within, say, 18 months, have already got seven figures inside their branch. So that's their annual revenue. And We've got some of them whose residual payments, so they're not doing any clean. There's no cleaning involved at all. They're just supporting their franchise. They're not going talking to their customers, uh, you know, day in, day out. That's the franchisee's job. That's their job to engage with the client base. Their job is to set the franchise up with initial value of contracts, then support them, mentor them. Uh, we've, got, we've got a set program that we put every franchisee in and, you know, we've got regionals who are earning $12,000, $14,000 regularly every single month from their residual payments. That doesn't include the $10,000, $22,000 that they could be making when they recruit a franchise. That's in on top of that residual income. So it's very quick. This is what, what why this industry is so special, is that once you know how to win cleaning contracts and we can show anyone how to do that, it's all about the your activity and following our system and following our process, uh, revenue climbs very quickly because of the compounding nature of commercial cleaning contracts. That's right. That's true. And what, just to sum up, what advice would you have for anyone looking to join the Urban Clean team as a franchisor or even a master franchisor? Uh, advice. I mean, that's a, that's a good question. So what advice? Look, I... My advice would be to to someone looking at this opportunity as a franchise or we call them our regional branches is um, just, first of all, I'd like to invite you to come in and be educated about the system, how it works, why commercial cleaning is, is such a unique industry because people often go, yuck, oh, commercial cleaning, I never thought about that. I mean, it's it's a, the last thing you think about when you think of a, a professional management style business, but oh boy, in terms of generating cash, uh, cash flow, lump sums, residual income, there's nothing like it. And, and it's because it's an essential service. It's, um, it's uh, recession proof, it's contract income. 
And and it's also no, the marketplace knows about cleaning contracts and wants to buy cleaning contracts. There's already a ready market, um, so it's very unique in terms of those uh, those things. And it it means that we can create the kind of business system that we've got. It's a big reason behind that is commercial cleaning. It couldn't be done in other industries. But I would the advice I would give to somebody is. Make sure you don't make some of the big mistakes that, that, that you can easily make when you're investing into a business. Yeah, of course, you've got to be doing your due diligence. You've got to be checking, okay, is this real? Isn't it real? Talk, you know, talk to other master franchisors and assets and talk to other regionals. Um, but be careful when you're out there looking into the market and looking at opportunities. Don't make the classic mistakes. Don't go out chasing bright, shiny objects. By that, I mean, you know, the, the latest fads or lifestyle businesses. You want to be looking at uh, businesses that you know are going to be around, not just in a year or two years, that's the latest trend, but something that is going to be around 10 or 20 years, something that technology uh, is not going to replace or make obsolete um, in the next couple of years. And, and when you look at businesses, think of the overheads, think of your your costs. Uh, that's look the biggest reason that businesses. I mean, businesses don't work because they run out of cash. It's as simple as that. So, think if if you're paying huge rents, or if you got huge staffing costs, uh, if you got uh, if you got to allow for massive upfront investments in terms of refurbishments and stuff like that, that's a danger. And it's you got to get everything right. There's no buffer there. For you to make a mistake if you have a bad trading day you could be shutting shop next next week so that's something to look out for and and, and lastly i'll probably say something that people might not have heard before and that is when you're looking for a business opportunity a lot of people are very much focused on themselves so they're thinking what am i going to get out of this business uh what is it going to do for me and my family and that's only natural. It's only human to be asking those questions. But if you want a business that really has scale and leverage, you want a business that can truly give you that kind of lifestyle that you want, you've got to be helping other people. And the and when I say helping other people, not just in terms of a superior service, because obviously that's just the bare basics of operating a successful business, but I'm saying how can you make other people's dreams come true? How can you help them achieve their goals? Now, if you start thinking that way and you're looking at different business opportunities and saying, how many lives can I impact with the business that I'm operating? The bigger impact you make, uh, the bigger financial and lifestyle and you know all those good things that we're after in life, that's the biggest impact that's going to happen to you. I think uh, Zig Ziglar's got that famous saying, isn't it? That you give enough people what they want, you'll get everything that you want. So it's just having a look at business opportunities more from a perspective of what impact can I give to other people and how how much to change and influence can I make rather than just simply what am I going to get out of this. They're the, they're the kind of things that I would say look out for when you're looking for a business opportunity, not just the urban, clean, regional opportunity, but also any business opportunity that's in front of your eyes. Fantastic. And we do, um, you know, the market is huge. The the ability to impact, as Damien, there's a lot of people there, a lot of businesses and a lot of franchisees um, with the opportunity is, is huge as well. So do we, we do encourage anyone interested to head towards the um, urban, clean, website and put an inquiry down 
you'll also have a contact us box or form in this podcast. So put your details down and, and one of the team will be in touch with you soon to get, get the ball rolling uh, with the company um, because it continues to grow. It continues to be a major, make a major dent on the Australian market and beyond as it continues to grow. So great having you on board, Damien, and we'd love to have you again soon for an update on how you're traveling. Yeah, thanks very much. Thank you, Ragu. Thank you, Ellen. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Damien. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to returning guest Damien Boehm, founder and director of Urban Clean. To listen to Damien's original podcast, for more information on the Urban Clean franchise or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbuyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling and investing world. Thanks for listening.